Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Ben Kirk, owner of Win the Day Accountability Coaching. Ben, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. How are you? I'm fantastic, LA. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So keeping this short, for the, our attorney entrepreneurs that are on the line and listening to this, what is the value of accountability? Like, What's your philosophy around that? Yeah, thank you. And uh, yes, I'll certainly try to keep it short. It's been a very long journey to get here. I've been an executive coach, a business coach, high performance coach. What I really discovered was at the end of my coaching sessions, and we really got down to the nuts and bolts of it, what are the next actions we're going to take? Uh, That was where we really uncovered a lot of gold in the coaching sessions. And that was the last 15, sort of 20 minutes. So accountability coaching is really uncovering what are those main efforts that's going to move the needle the most on their business, on their practice, in their personal lives even, and how are we going to track that and how we go, how can I hold you accountable to it? So we do this in weekly accountability sessions. We've got an app that supports it. They do a weekly review. They reflect on the week. They take the learnings, what worked, what didn't, what were the obstacles. Then in our accountability session, we work out how are we going to apply this for the next week. So we have these incremental improvements for our exponential results. I think that's really terrific. And you're spot on. I sometimes come across coaching programs that don't have a strong accountability component. And I'm always like, what are you doing? (laughs) If no one takes action, then the coaching program has no value. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of coaching 101, isn't it? Like, I mean, we, we are here to hold them accountable, but yet so many coaches don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I love having a great conversation with you, but at the end of the day, if you're not taking some actions to move the needle in between coaching sessions, you're not getting value from the coaching program. And uh, whether it's in whether it's in Australia or whether it's in the U.S., attorneys are very, very busy people. And so tell me about how accountability coaching helps specifically really busy professionals like attorneys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, attorneys, entrepreneurs had a chance to work with both. And there are so many crossovers in there as well, particularly when really, really busy. You've got so many balls in the air. You've got new clients coming in. You've got matters to work with. You've got litigation. You've got all these other areas. You've also probably got some staff to manage. Maybe you've got your own practice. So you've got the accountings, you've got the bookkeeping, you've got all that stuff happening at once. Then thinking about marketing. And the idea is how do we work on, essentially it comes down to priorities, but sometimes we need to have that conversation with a qualified professional coach in how do we identify what those priorities are. And that might take us back up to the 30,000 feet of, all right, let's strategically look at our business, look at the growth plan, look at where we want to go, look at our sales, look at that sort of stuff, but then bringing it back down to ground level, boots on the ground of like, what actions can we take regularly or what actions do we need to do this week that's moving us closer to our monthly or our quarterly milestones and really trying to unpack those and uncover them. And it might be, maybe you're going through a period where we are focusing a lot on our on meeting new potential clients, trying to stack our funnel for potential new matters, that networking side of it. Well, what is that one thing that we can do that we really need to focus on that's going to move the needle the most in that area? 
I think the the part of the coaching and being the weekly coaching is each week we sort of step back up to that sort of 10,000, 20,000 foot, maybe the 30,000 feet and work in. Are we on the path to that goal that we set at the beginning of this quarter? And having someone to help sort of realign you to that path, hold your feet to the flames, I think really helps because otherwise you get bogged down in that overwhelm. You can't see the wood for the trees if you don't have that sort of trusted advisor slash coach, accountability coach to help you with that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Accountability is such a big part of our program. And I want to talk with you a little bit more about why accountability is is necessary or why it's helpful. And that takes us back to why people don't do the things that they know they should be doing, right? Because that's what accountability is. It's it's giving you that, that driver to make sure you stay on task. Why is it in your experience that we as humans don't do the things that our head is telling us we should be doing? Yeah, certainly. Thank you. And I'd I'd love to tell you more about that. There are so many elements into it as well. I mean, we could go all the way back up to values and goals and our North Star and that sort of area. But what I like to try to think about initially is that that turn that's thrown around a lot, procrastination. With procrastination, it often gets a chance to sneak in if we don't have absolute clarity on what our next step is. The bigger the gap from our planning or our strategy session to what that next action is, uh, the more chance we have procrastination is able to set in. And I've just recently finished another podcast where we taught the whole podcast about clarity, how important clarity is and where do we get it from and how do we unpack it and at what level do we do it? Do we have it immediately at the at the ground level, boots on the ground, or is it something that we need to get from that 30,000 foot strategic planning session? And well, I, of course, think it goes all the way through and and accountability is going to tap in all the way through there as well when we look at what our goals are what are our milestones what are our objectives what are our what are the sort of weekly actions that we're able to take and if we find ourselves and and there's a lot of sort of uh, behavioral science that's tied into accountability itself but if we are accountable to someone else for some reason there's more chance of us to actually do it and it's crazy because we think we've got our own best interest in heart but it's that sort of reciprocity and, and and telling someone else that and maybe it's it's speaking it speaking it out loud what we need to do but by having that accountability to someone else there's a study that, that i was just looking at up to 500 more chance that someone's actually going to do something 95 more chance that someone's going to follow through on their goals when they've got a coach and so the roi is absolutely there from having a coach and an, an accountability coach sometimes I mean, my, my style is direct so i'm that guy that really holds their feet to the flames. It was a it was a focal point lesson that I learned very early on. It was said, you need to care too much just to be nice. And look, I've really taken that to heart. Um, I'm just not, not nice to my clients. I will absolutely hold their feet to the flames. I'll tell them when they've been BSing themselves about excuses and about stuff over the past week, and I'll call them out on that and we'll work out a way that why are we really doing that? Why are we really procrastinating on that? Or why are you letting spot fires steer you off the path? And so that's my style of accountability. You might have another accountability partner that uh, might be at the same level in your business or it might be a mentor or something like that as well. But uh, my style is certainly much, much more direct. And I've found that with a lot of high performers, whether it is in the legal firm, whether it is those people that are entrepreneurs, CEOs, C-level, they actually like to have that direct feedback. Or at least when they come to me, that's what they're that's what they're looking for. So that's the real strong part that accountability has to play. And yeah, these people are searching it out because they know that's what's going to help them move that needle on their business. 
Yeah. And you mentioned procrastination. I think you hit the needle on the head or hit the nail on the head, especially when it comes to attorneys. When you're working with attorneys, is there an accountability coach? What are frequently some of the things that you find get in the way for them in terms of moving forward towards their goals? Yeah. And, and look, I have so much respect for them. I'm not the person that can read a lot of documents and pull out all the detail and write a lot of detailed documents. And, and so when I look at that and the amount of work they have to do there, I am flabbergasted. Like, I can't, cannot believe that you guys are able to do that at, at that level. Now, if I was going to do something like that, I would just get bogged down straight away. I'll be forgetting about my marketing. I'll be forgetting about my sales and my networking and stuff like that. So it's no wonder that when they've got these huge thousands of word papers to be putting together, that there's other little things like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing, make a, make a few phone calls to a potential new client, or I'm, I'm supposed to focus on, I'm, that's why I've got in, got in networking with at least one person a week. All those little elements, which are important to their business, can easily get pushed aside for some of these really ticket items. And so in accountability, I help them draw focus to not their core business such, but what are these other elements that they need to incorporate that will move that needle over time. It's not a case of you can't just suddenly network with 50 people and make 50 phone calls and do all that last minute sales sort of stuff. It's something they need to do consistently throughout the week. And if we're able to identify, yes, we're going to call three new people this week, or we're going to go for one networking or something like that, often with the folks in the legal profession that I've worked with, that's the thing that I can really help them with. And they might identify other areas in there that they need to do. I've worked with some people, which is actually not doing their time, their time accounting. You know, I've, I've done my five minutes here. I've done my 10 minutes here or my hour here. And they're not feeling that inconsistently. That's a big one. So at the end of the week, they could be massively undercharging. How do we build that into a habit and a routine? One thing we link it with is when we walk back into the office and you grab a coffee, let's work on how we can link this habit with double checking our, our, our time booking and um, accounting for it whenever we grab a coffee or, or you know, how can we tie in habits to that? So habits and routines are a real big part of accountability and, it, and that makes a huge core of, of what I do as well. Very cool. I love that linking and the book Atomic Habits, I'm sure you've read it by James Clear, is just fantastic and chock full of really good stuff. This sounds really cool and I, I can see that attorneys could really benefit from it. I'm going to throw kind of a hypothetical at you and, and come back to me how you'd handle this. So attorneys typically they're working on an important case or something like that. And all of a sudden things take a things take a sharp turn and now they're dropped. Something unexpected lands on their plate, requires their attention right away. They've got to drop everything and go do it. And it just totally wrecks scheduled meetings, you know, everything else that they have going on. And I kind of there's a quote by I think an American boxer named Mike Tyson. I think it's a, this is his quote, which is you know, he was being interviewed about other boxers and why they think they could stand a chance against them because no one ever could. And it was a point that every boxer that came in had a plan. And and Mike Tyson said, oh, yeah, yeah, everyone has a plan until I punch him in the mouth. And sometimes <laughs> I think that life's kind of like Mike Tyson. You know, everyone has a plan and then life comes up and hits you in the mouth and all of a sudden everything goes off kilter. So I'm sure that happens with your clients as well. How do you handle that with them? Yeah. First of all, I absolutely love that quote. I use it myself. And there's another part that I've learned from military leaders as well, is that everything changes when you step off. 
So you've got all your strategic planning, you've got, and they've got a very, very intensive planning on how they're going to do a mission. But the moment you step outside the wire, everything can change. And so it's also what sort of SOPs do we have in place and what sort of training or or what sort of, uh, they, they call them actions on in the military, but what do we do if this occurs? So if we get someone hits us from the left, what do we do? Well, we're going to have some guys going are going to peel right. We're going to have, this is going to happen. I'm going to lay down some covering fire, all this sort of stuff. And they have SOPs and actions on for situations that come up because they know the moment they step off, things won't go 100% to plan. And I think sort of tying that in a little bit, it's like, well, what SOPs do you actually have in place if something like this was to, was to come along? What are our actions on? So this drops in our plate and it's happened before, and guess what? It's probably going to happen again. What worked last time? What did we learn from last time this occurred? So, okay, it's going to happen again. Right, if this drops in our plate, who can I delegate something else off to? Who can I push this to? Who's able to cover me on this? And I think that's something that I'd work with them on is, is knowing that it's going to happen again. Let's get something in place for when it does happen. And then, of course, there's the mo- there's, there's how do we deal with it in the moment? What are our actions on here as far as just dealing with the priorities? What spot fires are coming to us? How do we prioritize these different spot fires as well? So it's really going deep and unpacking it, but then also trying to build out a bit more of a strategy. I think Tim Ferriss talks about if this, then that. So having those sort of plans in place as well. Yeah. And Tim, you mentioned a couple of analogies here. If you could just share with us your experience prior to becoming a coach. (laughs) Yes. So a very, very broad experience. I was actually a professional jazz musician for a while, but that was a long time ago. After that, went through personal training. I was a teacher for a bit, went overseas, had some businesses, helped international startups. But working as a personal trainer crosses over really nicely with this style of coaching that that I do, you don't just see a personal trainer once a month. You you probably see them at least one at least once a week, and and that's where that sort of growth comes in. I decided at forty that I was also going to join the army, and that was quite quite a shift. And that was really one to learn more about high performance. We know the army are absolute high performers. I knew, um, fortunately, I was quite fit still at the time at fifty. But this leadership that they have and the lessons that that are now coming out, we've got a lot of ex sort of special forces guys that are talking about their leadership style. You've got Jocko Willink, you've got a whole bunch of others that we're learning a lot more as civilians about how army leadership actually is. How do they actually do the strategic planning? What do they do with SOPs and all that sort of stuff? And so I guess that's been a, that's shaped me a, a lot. And um, I've certainly been able to apply it to my my coaching practice as well. That's so cool. So Ben, what does accountability look like in the military? <laughs> in the military and and uh I, I must say that sort of when I when I bring in sort of my, my military opinions that I'm not stating anything on behalf of the Australian Defence Force or or anything like that. But accountability is really built in very strongly through all militaries around the world. You've got the rank structure. You've got this idea, though, called back briefing. And this is a really important leadership thing that I, um, leadership skill or technique that I that I work with my leaders on. And it's called back briefing and it's, and it's got to do with delegation. So you have like a, probably a brigadier dear general or will maybe uh, have some orders for a colonel who have orders for a major and that major will have orders through someone at at my at my rank and they will set all these orders you you read you read it through and then you get an opportunity to back brief them about it and that is essentially telling them this is what i've understood from what you've given me and they're like 
yep, Kirky, you're on the right track or you're off the track. And this idea about back, back briefing is really important when a leader, a CEO, a senior manager is passing on information to their subordinates on tasks they wish them to do. If they don't ask them and double check if this person knows they perceive the same sort of uh, of of concepts or or um, descriptions to them, then you don't know what they're about to run off and go and do. So having this repeat back to me kind of idea, this back brief, or just just tell me what was the most important thing that you've seen from what I just said that is going to be your number one priority going um, after you leave my office, or what? Repeat back to me a little bit about what your your main takeaway of, of that, and and. How will you improve what I've suggested to you? Or who else might you bring in to help you? But if you get them to repeat back to you what you've just said in a back brief style of, of format, I think that absolutely helps delegation. And of course, when we have these levels and, and lawyers and CEOs, senior managers need to be able to delegate. We need to be able to make sure it's done correctly. So that's, I think, there's absolutely accountability built in with that, right? Both up and down that chain. So militaries all around the world will use those sort of structures. And then, of course, you've got like the ability to charge people if they don't do what what you say to do uh, when you give orders. But that's a whole nother level. <laughs> that's a different deal. And thanks for that great yeah. tip on delegation. Spot on. And I appreciate you sharing that with our group. What more powerful accountability partners than your own squad mates? You know, if you commit to doing something in the military and you don't follow through, you know, lives are in jeopardy because of that. And so I can't imagine any stronger accountability than having to commit to doing something, knowing that you know the lives of your mates depends on, on you doing that job. I can see why that would carry into the coaching that you do with your clients. So Ben, what are you looking forward to in your practice over the next year or so? Thanks for asking. We've developed an app to support the accountability coaching. It's got like success markers. It's got all those questions that people can answer before they have the 15-minute sessions from me. So they, they come prepared to the meeting. And this is trackable over time. So we're able to see what, what markers go up and down, how that supports health, sleep, and fitness, routine, productivity, winning the week, that sort of stuff. But what we're looking to do is actually turn this into an AI-based chatbot as such in the future as well. So not only is, is this app, at the moment, it's just for my clients and it's proven to be very, very effective, but we've got other ways down the line to open up it up larger as well. So there's that, there's there's more either ex-military guys or ex-personal trainers coming on to work with me using this method, these methods that I have. I'm not really that businessy. These guys don't have to be that businessy. They just need to be comfortable in asking some tough questions, holding people to, people's feet to the flames and doing it with, of course, trust and respect and with that desire to really help move the clients to that next level. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, I mean, the app might be a, be a year away or something, but what we've currently got, wow, it's, it's been fantastic. So I look forward to building that out further. Very cool. I look forward to hearing about the progress, especially in the AI front. What a great application of that to coaching. And Ben, if people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Winthedaycomau for Australia. I will actually have a little link in there, winthedaycomau forward slash LBA for Lawyer Business Advantage. And this is a little bit more templates, a bit more about accountability in, in there for them, for your listeners. And um, of course, just yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm posting stuff from time to time. I'm getting better at it myself. That is my one thing. I've got someone holding me accountable to it now. Fantastic. And when I tell people <laughs> on a podcast, then I'm, I'm really going to have to be accountable, right? Um, so uh, yeah, uh, just Ben Ben Kirk, Australia. I'm sure that I'll, I'll pop up there and, and, and we're also connected. So I'm sure I will pop up as a second connection anyway. Fantastic. Ben, thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. You're welcome. Thank you very much. 
that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.